0: South the Trillet Podcast. Back out the... Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast. I'm your host, Celtics Jay, and I am joined, as I frequently am, by Mr. Wayne Spoony himself. We're catching up with y'all at the halftime of the game right now against the Pacers. Spoons, what are you seeing so far? Um, well, first of all, Jay, it's good to be back for my... No, no, no small talk. <laughs> Let's get right into it. This is halftime, baby. What are you doing? Right, like, come nobody on, missed people know who we
1: are. Right, right. Uh, so... I am seeing a yet another incredibly frustrating game against the central division team. Like what is it with these motherfuckers in the central United States? Like dude, Halliburton's just like, what is he? Five for five from three MVP. Yeah. (laughs) And they're not easy threes either. And Tatum can't throw it in the ocean. I think he's hit one, three, he's had like two rattle out. And I think if you switch two of those, this is a much different looking game, but I don't know. We've looked a little sloppy. We look a little bit out of it. Frankly, we look like we're kind of hoping we can go through the motions and just beat a bad team on our home court. And we might be able you know, to. <laughs> and,
0: and I kind of wonder, especially after after the news with Robin, and we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more focused on Robin in a couple of minutes here. But I wonder if some of the guys aren't kind of thinking to themselves, listen, we want to win, but we also need to make sure we don't get hurt. Cause, cause I do think they've got some like special energy going right now and it can get real, real dicey real quick. If even one other person goes down, you know, especially if it's someone that's, that's a key contributor to the starting lineup. A couple of things that that stood out for me. I mean, even with the struggles that we're having. We're carrying leads. And I yeah. do like that. It, um, You know, we went into the second quarter with a nine point lead. And I really like that. We went into half with a lead. We were withstanding some of the runs that are coming. Spoons. Does this team look like they're playing differently? Besides the obvious absence sure. of Rob, like what are you seeing as far as, you know, we've seen two different lineups. We've seen Grant in the starting lineup. We've now seen Tyson in the starting lineup. We're seeing them even just play on the, the court a little differently. Like the defense looks different now. The offense is looking a little different. What are you seeing? So I think, and I'll get into this a little bit uh, when we talk
1: a little bit more about Rob and what we can expect going forward, but I'm not super shocked to see Tice in the starting lineup over Grant. Not, like I said, we'll get to that a l- little bit later. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I've noticed, and Scal called it out tonight, and I think it was very obvious in the Heat game, we aren't switching pick and rolls anymore. And I don't know if that's a Rob isn't out there related change or a look, you go into the playoffs. You cannot play one style of defense. You can win a round like that. Maybe two. You cannot win a championship playing one style of defense. That's what always got the Bucks is they only played defense one way. They played Brooke Lopez, drop coverage against the pick and roll and eventually they'd run into a team where their ball handler could just pull up, hit a 3, and they'd they they'd lose, right? Like Kemba used to roast the Bucks when he was feeling good because Brook would drop, he'd step into a 3 and you have 35 points, right? So last year, all through the season, they learned how to switch. They learned how to play defense without Brook and are already elite when they play the way they play with Brook. Uh Lo and behold, they win a championship. So I wonder if this is just kind of unfortunate timing of Rob's injury that Udoka is trying to roll this out, right? We've got seven or six or five games left. We're pretty locked in to at least the top six seed. I think we are locked into a top six seed now. I wonder if he's like, look, we can't switch everything against every lineup in the playoffs, right? You switch everything against Kevin Durant. He will kill you. You're begging him to pick whoever he wants to match up against. You need to be able to play drop. You need to be able to trap. You need to be able to do different stuff at a high level in the playoffs. So I think it might be partially that. And also, Rob is really fucking good
0: at switching.
1: You know, sometimes. I mean that defense
0: does seem to benefit a great deal from the <laughs> yeah. fact that Rob can just do some special things. Indeed, that he can, and like many, you can design way. a defense around a little bit because he brings that unique dynamic to exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. But it, I, I think I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, and, and that makes sense to me. I feel like there's a logic to that, that line of reasoning. In that, you know, we've got a couple of weeks here going into the playoffs, because one of the things that you have to go and wondering is what are other teams going to try to exploit. And and again, I think we're, we're going to unpack that in in the next piece a little bit. Just closing out thoughts on this first half before we dive into, um, you know, the, the rest of what we got for this episode and then go and enjoy the second half ourselves here. Um, early turnovers in this yeah. game, but it did seem to settle down. Like we're kind of noting, the defense just doesn't quite look the same. It doesn't have the same resonance that it had over the last couple months Um, but that being said again I do like the fact that they're still withstanding the runs from the other teams we're not looking as elite for sure but we're also not looking nearly as bad as we did before that run which is kind of comforting for me because I was worried we're just going to bottom back out yeah and we haven't done that
1: no not at all I mean I think partially like Tatum Pritchard and Grant had terrible shooting games against the heat right and we gave miami everything they could handle in that game and frankly of course we got a reddit comment user dusting off says i knew we were losing the instant i heard we were honoring a celtic legend which is like yeah every time we honor a celtic legend we lose so we should have saw that coming but really (laughs) they each make one of their many many missed threes and we win that game and we didn't play that well right so if we're hanging with a great team like miami i think to your point jay this still is it the insane like acid trip celtics of three they're weeks not go? humiliate the league anymore <laughs> yeah. thanks Scal by the way yeah, right it's a, since he said that too no but they're still a really really good team and they could definitely win a first round series even in the absence of rob so i'm not super worried but yeah i think there's like well, like a withdrawals of watching a team be that locked in for two months. It's like you went on a bender and all of a sudden you're like, oh, man. <laughs>
0: we're not winning by 20. We're, we must be a lottery <laughs> right, team now. Exactly. We must be terrible. We're not beating the heat by 50. You don't win by 20. You lose by 20. There's, there's no in between here. <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, these changes that we're noticing. And of course, everyone's anxieties and, and worries going into the playoffs. Because the question is. Are we going to have Rob? And if so, for at what point and for, you know, and to what extent, I suppose. Because ultimately, this knee stuff is the scariest stuff, as far as at least in my opinion, especially for guys that are so dynamic, in part because of their elite athleticism. What I've liked is Rob's been able to tone it down a little bit and have more discipline this season. But nonetheless, he still needs all of that lateral quickness, especially that knee jerk twitch movement that he utilizes uh, to make up space and to get into the air so quickly. Um, So hopefully this new med team that we got is everything that Al's been recently building it up to be. Um, You know, our our medical team took some hits in years past. It's been completely overhauled. Sounds like Al's pretty happy with it. Early signs are showing or at least sounding like optimism for Rob's case. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, we are hearing that 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 timetable could be a little bit quicker than initially thought of. Let me just kind of go right to you here. Um, Do you think that, you know, this is completely devastating and we've lost all hope of competing at the highest level? Or is there still some light here at the end of the tunnel? So I think um, there's a user
1: 2k ball is life had a post. And I think this kind of uh, mirrors what I think. Rob is the difference against playoff caliber teams as we saw tonight. This is after the heat game. Long story short, Rob is the reason we were beating good teams by 1520. We are good without Rob, but special with him. I mean, that's a good point. Shout out.
0: Yeah, yep. 2K Shout ball out. is what life. The
1: 2K ball is life, which I vehemently disagree with. That game is so fresh. I'm so yeah. bad. Yeah,
0: <laughs> living in a world of microtransactions, enjoy that, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're making way more than me. Maybe man. 2K five or something. But regardless, <laughs> yeah. like
1: making those 2K bucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's like Rob is. Without Rob, we're like a good 45, 46 win team that will like. You don't want to see him in the playoffs. With Rob, it's like are we watching the best team at basketball right now? And I think that's just a fundamental difference. And to your point on the knee thing, Jay, and Rob, like what makes Rob himself so special is that explosive athleticism. And if he loses even like 10% of that and becomes just like a very good athlete, it, it kind of concerns me about his long-term future. Anyway, but all indications are that's not going to happen, right? So I'm trying to sleep
0: good at night, but you know how it is, man. (laughs) Yeah, and what I also like is that Brad Stevens comments that have come out recently have really focused and been fixated on the decisions that are getting made are not getting made with anything to do with what happens on the basketball court, but but solely to do with what's in the best interest of of Rob's health. And I think ultimately that also does – Lead to the best possible outcomes on the court, I mean whether you get him back sooner um it doesn't matter if you get him back sooner and he just ends up getting hurt again more severely, and now he's got a chronic issue for the rest of his life, and not only then but now you're really impacting this dude's life off the court right and and we've already seen really the devastating impact that it can have on players, and so I like that the mentality and the approach right now is is player centric is focused on his well being you know and you know. I guess, admittedly, what's Brad going to do? Come out and say, "Listen, we're getting back we're out of the court as soon care. as possible, <laughs> regardless of how it compromised." So, like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I admit, and I'm willing to, you know, sort of eat the the humility on that one. Um, but you're right—an earth-shattering take. But
1: I think, yeah, like that's the obvious thing to say. But it's also true, right? And I think that's good to hear because there's certainly been times dudes have been rushed back onto the court or played too much in an all-star game by a rival head coach, and all of a sudden he's never the same player again. I mean, that shit happens, man. And I don't think – I have zero concern the Celtics will do that to Rob Williams. So it's just a matter of if that knee holds up.
0: So let me ask you this, Spoons. With Rob's absence and until he does make his return to the court, is this more about and, – and, and thinking within the context of of wanting to compete at the highest level, is this more about Grant Williams stepping up Or is this more about Daniel Tice filling in? So I think it's more Tice
1: filling in because Tice is kind of like a poor man's Rob. They have similar skill sets. He's a decent pick and roll threat. He can switch a little bit. He can protect the rim a little bit. Obviously, Rob is much better at all of those things than Tice. And that's why he's like borderline all-star value on the court. And Tice is like, eh, kind of a decent player. But it's a lot easier to put a guy with a similar skill set and play the exact same way you've been playing than it is and go to Grant, who is just a fundamentally different player. He's a good player. He's got a skill set we need, especially off the bench with his shooting and his switchability. But he just makes you play a different way. Um, Because if you've probably noticed, but Tice is in that Rob role where he's like guarding the power forward and helping you can't do that. We didn't get grant Williams fly out of the corner, trying to block shots. Like I'd like to see it for fun, but then you're asking Horford to do that. And you know, he's 35 years old. It's just not really his game anymore. So I think it's really more like uh, Tice just needs to be like, 70, 75% of Rob. And I think he can be. I think he has
0: been, really. I've got no concerns with how Tice has been playing. I like the way he's looked so far tonight. I mean, I thought he did a real nice job in the first half. I like his aggressiveness on the boards. I'm seeing the verticality. Like, you know who he's reminded me of? You know, I, I like I like the idea of um kind of considering him as sort of the uh the discount Rob Williams. Uh, but he, he's also kind of like giving me those shades of of Bane's a little bit, and, yeah. and shout out and prayers to to Bane's. You know, um, you know that that if anyone's unfamiliar, that man has had a real a real shit go of it. And so anyone that's got uh, you know any any goodness in them, please send some good health and and positive energy vibes out to out to Bane's because the Celtics community still loves that guy. All of of Australia, (laughs) all, all of Boston fandom loves all of Australia. I'll tell you right now. Um, But I've been seeing that kind of dynamic from him where he's not super flashy, but he's, he's just doing all the, the steady work that needs to happen to keep things from getting derailed or, or off track. You know, he's, he's just playing the role real solid, real steady. And that's all you, that's all you want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a a little note here from a Reddit user shaft van 12 His post is on Derek White and Daniel Tice, and he's noticed that when they're on the court together, their connection reminds me of Smart and Williams in terms of offense and how well they run the pick and roll together. And, I mean, they do. They operate a very smooth pick and roll. And you know what else is smooth, Jay? (laughs) My balls. You know why? Because we have a sponsor, and that sponsor is – Manscaped support for the Celtics Reddit podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. We are happy to introduce them as our first sponsor. They're the best in men's below the waist grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle Jay and I both have ours. I have used mine multiple times. My wife has used it on me as well. <laughs> Too much information. I apologize. But join over 4 million men. That's that's a
0: different podcast, man.
1: <laughs> join over 4 million men worldwide. You trust Manscape. We have an exclusive offer for you, our listener who we love, and we hope you use it. It's 20% off, free worldwide shipping with the code CRPOD at manscaped.com. And if my math's correct, that's 8 million
0: balls. Jay, how are you liking the Manscaped? Man, I got to tell you, uh, I don't know what's smoother right now, Uh, my my nether regions or you handling that promo (laughs) bit right there. Like, I don't know which is, but I'll tell you, I remember being a younger version of Celtics, Jay. And, and, and first, you know, venturing out into that, that dangerous and terrifying world of dating. Right. And, you know, you, you've realized you've got to, you've got to be up to par, right? Like you've got to keep things the the way you, you want to keep your, your place the same way you'd want your partner's place to be kept. Right. Like you want some equity there. Yeah, sure. I remember the first, listen, but there's no tutorials on this. No one really talks to you about any of this. And the, you don't know you need like any special considerations. This is First time I ever went at this, I'm telling you right now, it looked like a carry movie. It was a, <laughs> it, was a, it was a disaster. And it was everywhere. I didn't know what was happening. And so the fact that there's some like, you know, focused products specifically designed to, to help keep that business secure... I, I, think, I think That's an important thing And I think it's an important discussion To have with young men everywhere Young men and women For that matter Because right. again this, this type of hygiene Is not unique To any particular gender here Like we're This is This is boundaryless Uh I'm especially what I really like about it, too, is I've gone through so many tremors in the past that just are like these flimsy plastic. Cheapos, you know, man. Ridiculous That's not nonsense. the case.
1: These are like And I travel. Spaceships. I'm on the road all the
0: time. I can't be having that kind of mess. Yeah, I know. And so the fact that this is just like a, a well-made, like, you know, you can feel it. Like, it just feels like it's well put together. It's got the right kind of heft to it. Um, and I also dig the fact that it's waterproof and I don't have to, like, you know, try to hover above the freaking toilet every time and I'm there. trying to, like, t- you know, am saying? like that's a delicate... I'm I'm not as coordinated and well balanced as it was as a younger as a younger Jay. <laughs> That's right, and so we've got the Performance Package
1: 4.0. Like I said, we both already used it. I love it; it's worked wonderful. That comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear, nose, hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant that works. Trust me, the Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a, tra- a sweet little like leather travel bag that is super nice. So. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CRPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code. That's right. We have an advertiser. C-R-P-O-D. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Woo-woo. Lovely. Well done. It's it. well done. Thank you, thank you. Well done to you, Jay. That was a beautiful story. <laughs> I'm now picturing your
0: mangled balls. <laughs> Please no, oh, God.
1: All right. Anyway, back to Derek White and Daniel Tice around the pick and roll together. I agree. I think uh, there's lineup data. They're doing really well together when they're out there. Well, they're doing well in certain lineups together. Makes sense. White's good pick and roll player. Twice Tice, rather, pretty solid as a pick and roll roll man. So. I like that. I love that we have those guys off the bench when Rob's back, but it's nice to have a dude that can give you those sorts of things that Rob Williams brings to the team,
0: even if it's a slightly worse version. And just for any of those that are watching on on YouTube, uh, do appreciate and enjoy the the capillaries opening up in my face <laughs> as I've just shared a very intimate story in in support of our our, our sponsor here. Uh, we're, we're very excited, uh, but. Many more to Enjoy. come, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, that's how you know it's genuine. When when the host's face turns red from sharing the personal story, you know he's being real about it. So I'm, right. I'm, just, I'm just putting that out there. So I want to ask you, Spoons, what lineups have looked good without Rob, and, and which lineups are you worried about having targeted in the playoffs? Okay, so there's one disaster lineup without
1: Rob that doesn't feature Dennis Schroeder. Every single bad lineup had been a shred, like then there's like ten of them. This is all at least twenty five minutes played, but the good uh, and I'll get to what that lineup is. The good lineups are actually super diverse. There's a lot of them. Um, so, Pritchard, Derek White, Tatum, Grant, Horford, plus forty one and thirty four minutes. Killing people. Lots of shooting around Derek White. That's a nice lineup. Defensively versatile. Makes sense. Uh, The double point guard, Smart White, Tatum. You'll notice Tatum is in every single one of these lineups. Imagine that. (laughs) That's going to be a thing. (laughs) Yeah, Smart White, Tatum, Grant Horford again. Great lineup, plus 18.5. Derek White, Jalen, the Jays, Grant Horford again. Plus fourteen point two, and then the first one with Tice on it, but it's got thirty six minutes played, so pretty solid. Uh, Pritchard, Derek White, Tatum, Grant Williams, Daniel Tice, plus ten. So okay, and that's you know two hundred ish minutes, give or take one hundred and fifty minutes without Rob, and that is like beating the shit out of teams' good lineups. You know, plus eighteen, plus fourteen, plus ten. That's like best
0: team in the league. Level basketball, so 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 we clearly have to make adjustments. I mean, you don't lose a guy like Rob and and not have to make adjustments. But this is kind of nice because because what you're sharing is is helping me feel a little bit more at ease. Because on on one hand, when this all first went down, anytime there's ever been an injury to a starter on the Celtics, I immediately assume we're going back to the early to mid 90s, and I just need to find a new way to deal with that sadness. But it does seem like. Ime has maybe kind of low key developed a style with this team that's not so dependent on particular lineups. Um it, like it just seems like based on what you're saying there's just a little bit more of a cushion almost like a depth, I don't know the man. exact Yeah, that's what it just depth gives is. us a little yeah. yeah, a little slack there.
1: The weird thing is the basically worst non-Schroeder lineup is the starting lineup against the Heat where you basically put Grant Williams in for Rob. That's minus 14.1 in 60 minutes, which is not, you know, and it's appeared in over a dozen games. I mean, that lineup has played together and it absolutely does not work. So I would not be surprised if, which is weird. You think it would, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't. And Grant and Al kill people together in every other lineup. So it 60 mm-hmm. minutes is still a pretty small sample size, but I mean, it's been bad, bad, bad so run that run that that lineup at me again. yeah it's uh last game starting lineup so basically you take grant Grant Williams and, and just, just put, put him right in put him him in for Rob with the starters. yeah
0: and so I and I that's one of the things that we noted earlier and I, and I like the looks of this with Tyson there because like you said earlier, he just seems to match more what you're losing exactly with Rob. So it's like you don't have the same impact, but you at least have the same play style like you would note it. And so that also lends itself to optimism, thinking when we do get into the playoffs and we do go back into our more structured or definitive defense, we can still have that, you know, dynamic, that right. component. It won't be as potent, but... Still effective, hopefully. Yeah, and a few
1: numbers just to let you know how ridiculous Rob Williams is. Listen,
0: Spoons, that's what you – (laughs) listen, Spoons brings the numbers. (laughs) That's right.
1: Spoonful of numbers. (laughs) Bring them at me. So with Rob, anytime Rob plays, when he's on the court, we outscore teams by 13 points by 100 possessions. Anytime The second he subs off, that number drops to – Plus 4.6. So he's, we're like eight and a half points better per 100 with Rob on the court. Tatum alone, his net rating when Rob is off drops by a half, a little over half from 18 to seven. And Jalen Brown's drops from 17 to four. So Rob has a serious impact on this. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Rob. He's been amazing. He has a massive impact on both sides of the ball, but we can survive and that's all we need to yeah. do.
0: That's all and and that's all we want to have to do. Yeah, right, right exactly. And and I think what that also seems to subtly give some light to and it, this came up in a in a podcast with Jason Tatum recently. He was on a podcast with with um the guy that's not Marcus Smart, Draymond Green, um, <laughs> because Marcus Smart's better. Uh, he was, and they were talking about and giving flowers to Rob for his passing, his playmaking, yeah. and I, you know, I thought it was funny because Draymond made a ridiculous comment saying no one talks about Rob's passing. And for me, I'm just like, wow, Draymond, you know, tell me you're a casual without telling <laughs> right, me you're a casual. Exactly. <laughs> Cause I know we've been talking about Rob as a playmaker and a passer since the moment he showed up because it's the first thing this guy does anytime the ball touches his hands. Right, yeah, immediately he makes a pass. He's he's just he's blessed with this instinct. It's incredible. And I think the numbers you're you're giving out seem to support that as well because his impact is felt by every single player that benefits from from his playmaking at any given point. Exactly. He may not get the
1: assist, but he probably gets the pass that leads to the pass that leads to the assist. I mean, he gets yep. that ball popping around, man, and it's that's one thing Tice cannot duplicate. And, you know, right. we miss it on offense. You can tell. You can tell. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh, real quick, let's look ahead of the playoffs. It's, it's kind of looking like it's going to be Toronto. It's kind of like, are you seeing another another potential outcome
1: i think the i think toronto or the bulls and actually user tatum is god ten twenty two, which is a username i can get behind had a poll <laughs> where he said where who would you rather face in the first round the raptors or the bulls and actually the sub voted pretty heavily in favor of the bulls like 190 to 130 so what, what are your thoughts jay who would you rather see because i would love to beat those fucking raptors dude i would so, love to kill them
0: and this is where I find I'm just a little, I don't know if it's, I don't know if that I'm necessarily like uniquely different because I think you and I might be similar, at least in this particular instance, where I don't want the easier opponent ever. Like, oh, I, I want do. whatever's going to lead to the most competitive series. Like if we're, because ultimately you're either, and I get it, you know. Schedule can impact your ability to actually get to that point, and you, luck has to break your way or this and that. I get that all, but I like what Eme said at one point, which is the moment you start trying to play for for positioning and all that, like you've already lost, right? Sure. Like whoever shows up at the door, I just want them to pummel them. Now, if we're looking at matchups and just considering those dynamics and which teams might present more problems, Toronto's a bigger problem matchup-wise. I don't, I- and here's why: because Vooch, all right. Vooch for Chicago, exploitable because he's just he's just not mobile enough. He's just not mobile enough, and he's such a critical part of their offense and their rebounding that if he can't stay on the floor for any particular reasons, whether it's just keeping up on offense or getting fouled out, whatever, that really that starts taking away a big part of their whole game plan. Toronto have perfect players to match up with us. Like right now, they're playing Siakam at center. Like that's yep. a that's a problem. Like if we've got Rob, we can manage it. Oh yeah, right? we would and if crush you've got Embiid with Rob, and if and if you've got Embiid, like that's a problem for Toronto, right? Because right? right. he's not he's not going to have a fun time against Embiid. No different than any other player for that matter. So, I feel like the Toronto matchup is going to be a bloodbath. That is going to be a slugfest. It's probably going to go seven. And it'd go probably like a heavy six, even with Rob. Because I think that team gets slept on. I think they got players that really have an edge about them, even those young guys. And you just can't sleep on 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 that coach. You can't sleep on Nurse, man. You can't sleep oh, on that dude. He's such a
1: dick, but he, you can't. He's a, he's a great coach. But,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. like, he, he you either, but you either be good or be good at it, right? Shout out, Little Wayne. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> Dude, uh, so I actually,
1: we're gonna take like the complete opposite approaches here. I kind of want Toronto because I don't think they can score in the playoffs. We almost beat them with our entire bench playing. <laughs> And they were fully healthy, all their starters. Like, I just do not think they'd be able to score at all. They're difficult to score against, but I just think it'd be an ugly, nasty five, six game series that
0: we win pretty easily. I don't think anyone will ever say they prefer a matchup against Nick Nurse. Like, he's just one of those guys where it's like, it. I think he could go in there with an AAU team and and be a problem. He couldn't like, he's handle just Aaron
1: Neesmith. Of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one can handle right <laughs> wait till next year it's gonna happen uh but that's gonna be that's they should just stitch that on the back of
1: his jersey yeah i i think not having lonzo on the bulls and i know lonzo is a pain in the ass but he's a good player man he's yeah. a switchable defender he can knock down open shots he moves the ball so not having lonzo for the bulls they probably are the easier matchup especially with that and you're spot on dude Vooch is not a playoff player. That's why I never wanted to trade for him. I never wanted Sabonis either because you just put them in pick and rolls a hundred times a game in the playoffs and they cannot defend it. Barbecue chicken. Exactly. (laughs) Like Tatum and Rob going at like Sabonis in the playoffs would have been, I mean, just sad to watch really. Right. Yeah. So I, I, it probably is the bulls are the easier matchup, but man, I just want to beat the Raptors so bad. Oh, and that, I hate them! Right,
0: right. <laughs> like, and, and, and isn't, uh, and that, enough? Yeah. isn't yeah. that enough? Yeah, isn't that enough? Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> so uh, let's close out real sure. quick. Uh, a quick tweet came out with regards to salary cap projections. Looking ahead, as far as I'm concerned, all of that is basically a different language. The spoons. <laughs> what, what is that tweet telling me? And, and and how should I feel about it? So
1: it's the cap is going to be a few million more than we anticipated. And why that's important is because the Celtics clearly do not want to pay a lot of luxury tax and we are effectively at the luxury tax line right now. So I think they're willing to go into it. It's just a matter of how much willing they're going to it. So because it's going to be more than we thought, we actually have like an extra 3 million of cushion that we didn't think so that would allow us to stay within our owner's budget of whatever it is, fifteen million over the luxury tax, ten million, and just get a guy on a bigger contract. So it probably steps up the caliber of player we can get by a little bit. There's just more options, right? Like maybe Terrence mm-hmm. Ross, not that I want Terrence Ross, really. You convinced me that was a bad idea, but uh just he's got a he's got like a twelve million dollar contract maybe if our budget was 9 9 million over prior to this we couldn't acquire them now we can because of the cap jump so it's not a huge deal but when you're literally like $500,000 under the tax line or i think we might even be less than that right now every penny matters um so that's really what that news is it's good news for us but Also, it benefits everybody, so it's not like some amazing advantage we get either. Also, the mid level goes up in the same proportion, so I mean, it's not some
0: crazy groundbreaking thing, but it might help. It'll probably help. Real quick, and this just might be a noob kind of question, and and if I get ripped for like just not (laughs) having this kind of awareness, that's fine. But my assumption would have been that over the last two years, the league would have suffered financially and would not be able to necessarily raise or increase the salary cap so like and and they've kind of communicated as much right so i think they were much
1: more afraid of covid than it ended up being bad i don't know so how it's all fucked up so basically <laughs> here's how they do i think we could drop the mic on yeah. that. <laughs> uh real quick they just make these numbers up and then take the actual revenue And like disperse it as a percentage. So like the guy's salaries are percentages of the cap. They're not the actual number. So it, uh, this is all a fiction. It's not the real dollars. So that's why they're like, fuck it. Let's spend three million more. Like, who cares? You know, it's yeah. like federal debt or something. We we'll all just make it up. Do you
0: realize what you just did? You just you just pulled the curtain out. We're all meeting the Wizard of Oz right, <laughs> right now. Like, yeah. you're going to have people knocking on your door, man. You can't be doing all that. You're taking the wool. Yeah. Adam all right, Silver. Listen, Spoons, we're going to come back in a second. But right. before we, we get back to the pot, I just wanted to touch base because, like, I've been I've been. Thinking a little bit lately, and, and you remember I—I've been talking to the doctor about all that. cry man? Shit! Listen, I, I know it's not know. worth it. But, dude, the guy tells me to follow the fucking buzz. I T. What IT's does that even mean, oh. dude? He's I T. gets signed by the Hornets right afterwards, dude. It's a
1: conspiracy theory, man. It's
0: not worth no, it. Listen, I don't know. It's just then all this shit with Rob. I'm just saying it's a little. This, dude, Was that this him? dude just sent me a message right now, dude. This dude just sent me a message Come right on, now. Come on, man. It's not worth it, dude. Listen, I'm, he's making I'm gonna, shit call, up. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call him after this. Don't I'm do it, Jay. After. We got to get on, back to Jay. the show. I'm gonna all call right, him after this. All we're gonna get You're back crazy, to the show. man. <laughs> on that, I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna close this off there, so that we can both get back to the game and see how this one closes yeah. out. I want to thank everybody for taking some time and, and, and spending some time here, having some Celtics talk with us here on the Celtics Reddit Pod. Please keep a lookout for more oncoming content, especially from yours truly here, Mr. Spoons. When can they expect your next episode?
1: Uh, so I think I'm gonna record early next week. Uh, vacation through kind of a wrench in my plans here a little bit. But- what? next one should be coming out i'm also writing something on pritchard right now that i hope i will get out shortly but we'll see writing's really hard man
0: (laughs) spoons is gonna get his pp out there for everybody to wait till you see the title (laughs) (laughs) um and and of course uh also next week be on the lookout for the pod from the other side of the uh the 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 blue there the the down under if you will and uh again just getting ourselves ready and geared up for these playoffs Everyone is doing well. Look forward to the next chance we get to spend with you. Till then, peace.